It's beginning to look a lot like Chatham Flicks' Christmas films everywhere you go. James will pick a film, Richard will pick one too. Carly and Alan will discuss the rest. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Films in every store. But the prettiest sight you'll hear is the podcast that will be on your own front door. Evening all, Leah, and it's time for my third instalment of our 24 Days of Christmas podcast theme that we've been doing. Uh, and I'm going to be honest, right, I've got mine off um, the same list that I got Trading Places off last year. And it's a 20, it's a, com- uh, there's a few different same sites. This one's currently the 25 best unconventional Christmas films of all time. Um, and there's a couple of others where it gives you like the top 10, top 15, etc. But um, these, this film and the film I'm also going to mention on my next one are both off these lists. So, um Hope you like them. Hope you approve. Um, and if you don't approve, feel free to um, you know rip into me me choices. Um, this is a nineteen ninety seven film, neo noir crime film, and it's one that probably probably everyone's seen. It is L.A. Confidential. Now, it makes the grade on Christmas film, as it is set around Christmas time. All the the opening um, all the opening things happen actually on um, i think it's christmas eve in 1953 los angeles um now we've mentioned this film that that many times before um so just to give you a little bit of breakdown it's based on the 1990 novel of the same name um and it's got an absolute star studded cast in it it's got the guy pierce Probably the first thing that I've seen Guy Pearce in, but I really started taking notice of him. Um, I wasn't really that familiar with him before that. Uh, Russell Crowe was sort of at his peak at the time. Um, Kim Basinger, or Basinger, however you want to say it. Uh, the wonderful Danny DeVito. Um, and Kevin Spacey. And you know what, all of them all of them are absolutely phenomenal. Um, and it was a juggernaut of a film. Um, really, there hadn't been any sort of recent neo-noir um crime things of this caliber um i suppose you know you're not like um you know dragnet and things like that but that was always always done as a comedy this was done actually quite serious serious and uh, you know it inspired a lot of sort of um other fil- other films to sort of go back to that sort of neo-noir crime thing and even um there was there was quite a few computer games um, very similar sort of um, premise about, um, you know, CD goings on in, you know, Hollywood and policing and things like that at the time. Um, it was nominated for nine Academy Awards, including Best Picture, uh, Best Supporting Actresses, uh, which Kim Basinger was, was nominated for. And, um, you know, it's right up there, um, the National Film Registry call it culturally, historically and aesthetically significant. And to be fair, it deserves it deserves all that accolade. Um, so 138 minutes. It was budgeted 35 million. Not um, you know, not a great deal by today's standards. Uh, maybe in 1997 it was a little bit more. Uh, it was a little bit more up there, 
but you know it grossed 126.2 million at the box office and it was um it came out at the Cannes Film Festival, which um, which was interesting. Seeing as it was sort of distributed by uh, Warner Brothers, um, Cannes are usually a lot more indie. But I think this film was that that difference, and there hadn't been anything anything quite like it for a while. That it really um, it really earned its place, and it was probably one of Warner Brothers' best best sort of things that year. Now, I think another reason why it's worth sort of, you know, mentioning this film as very recently we almost got a sequel. Um, now, I only found this out recently. Um, in October 2020, um, it was confirmed that the LA Confidential sequel would be in active development, so it was certainly in pre-production. And the young up-and-coming actor who was going to be in it was the late, great Chadwick Boseman, who sadly died. And he'd have played a young cop um, in the LAPD. And the cop, you know, the cop even had a name. His name was going to be James Muncy. And um, Russell Crowe and Guy Pearce were going to reprise their roles. And they'd have been sort of like the elder cops. Um, probably higher up. Than they were in the original film, and the film was going to be set in in 1974, so they probably still had that sort of gritty feel of it, but um, probably would have looked a little bit different from the version of you know old classic Hollywood golden age of 1953 when the original was was actually set. Um, and I think it ends its places. The Christmas film, like I say, it it it's set set on Christmas Eve and all the all the events happen. People have got like Father Christmas hats on. Um, it, you know it starts off. Um, Russell Crowe's basically out buying booze for the um, for the cops at the NYP the uh, LAPD um, station, um, and that's that's literally the opening the opening scene. And then the film deals with the you know the dark underbelly of of Hollywood and all this that and the other. Um, you know even down to um, Danny DeVito's character, who has the um, the CD magazine, and he's got loads of cops on his payroll, and he's he's always setting people up for um, salacious stories and things like that. And it's just a really, really, really good film. I'd say it's got an exactly Christmassy feel to it. Um, although the good guys do win at the end. Um, there's a lot of. Um, you know, there's a lot of like you know adult, quite dark themes in it, but I think I think we have to uh, we have to include it as a film set around Christmas at least. Wouldn't exactly call it a holiday or a Christmas film, but the fact that it is Christmas is part of its narrative, so it definitely earns its place. Certainly in this twenty-five best unconventional Christmas films, um, but you know, let us know what you think. Um, Maybe um, you, you you disagree um, with it being on there, but I'm I'm happy to defend it. Um, and like I say, I've watched it back to back quite a few times. I don't think there's a bad performance in it from absolutely anyone. Um, so if you haven't seen it, definitely um, definitely get on Netflix because it's definitely on there now. 1997, 
and I think it's aged quite well as a, as a as an absolute film, regardless of maybe that you know some of the actors or actresses in it have been making press for maybe the wrong reasons. It's still it's still a great bit of a uh, great bit of cinema, great bit of art. Okay, so that's uh, that's my third instalment. Um, feel free to let me know what you think, and uh, you know by all means trash trash it if you will. Okay. Good night, everyone, and have a good one. Bye-bye.